vibrations are groovy. Good vibrations lead to life's excitation. Turn to somebody sitting near you. Face that person sitting near you. Go ahead, turn and face somebody sitting near you. Hello, live stream. If there's somebody near you, turn and face them. And now tap into that part that if you're here in Northeast Ohio is frustrated about the cold and give them an expression on your face of frustration about the cold, perhaps about pounds you might have gained over the holidays, and give them frustration. What does it look like? What does it feel like? And now turn to somebody else near you and turn to them and bring in a feeling of happiness. New babies, new kittens, new puppies, a beautiful starlit night. What does that look like? Did the expression on their face change? Did you feel any differently when you did those? If you didn't, Put out your hand, put your other hand on top, and see if you're alive. Well, welcome this morning. We are here to talk about good vibrations and how much they can capture your potential and love. And so I have an example for you of a woman, well, really it was many, many years later for her, that she stepped into a new experience. It was so new for her, she almost didn't know how to handle it. I mean, it's something that she really, really wanted for, for all her life, but it just evaded her. What was the new experience? All appreciative, all accepting, all enveloping. Years before, she didn't know that. See, she grew up in a fine family, but they just simply didn't know how to nurture. And so she had the experience of feeling tolerated rather than appreciated. And she, throughout her life, that's the chapters of her life, she, she did all she could to change that pattern. Because can you imagine that, walking through life, always feeling on the outside of love, looking in, but never able to touch it herself. So she tried really hard. She did all the self-help books. She did the affirmations. She went into therapy. She worked hard. But still, on the outside of love. Years later, she got married. And in her marriage, there were some challenges. And her husband had children of his own, so she was a stepmom. And once again, she was respectfully tolerated, but on the outside of love. So then she heard about how to connect with the pure field of intention, how to raise her vibration. In fact, the seven steps it takes to expand into a new vibrational field there was claimed it could change your life, change your biology, change your DNA, change everything. So what did she have to lose? Believe it, which is just right. So she tried it. And was it working? Well, at first, 
were kind of subtle. In fact, your husband said that the thing that you're doing is that you believe in it. How can you tell what's working? He said, well, you know, it's funny because nothing's changed for us. Our challenges are the same. But suddenly, I feel like it gets sweeter because I can kind of feel the love from the rest of us. That's an acknowledgement of knowing before, and I just feel such love for one another. It's really nice. Well, it's
your body has a change? Yeah. You may keep the vibration and stay uplifted, but you may have your seat in the chair. We are energy fields. We have been convinced by Rene Descartes and Isaac Newton here in the West that have changed the way that we think that we are matter and physical beings. Which what does what to us? It makes us heavy and it limits us. We are an energetic field. And now is the time that we embrace that we are spiritual beings in physical form. Years ago, back with the Egyptians, they thought that there were seven senses. And the seventh was thinking. It was just a sense. Today, thinking has taken over to become our identity of who we are. The thoughts we think define who we are. And as we grow into understanding that we're an energy field, we learn that the spiritual teachings from way back when are merging with science today. Because in the field of science today, the study of the brain has just blown up in the last 10 or 20 years. And what neurophysicists have discovered is brain plasticity. If you know brain plasticity, raise your hand. Well, fabulous for you and those who don't know it, get ready because this is big. What they learned is that with the brain, what you focus your attention on grows the brain. So what, what Donald Hebb said, what fires together, wires together. So what they see is if you're focusing on frustration and guilt, Those neurons, those molecules, all of that will start to fire together and it will grow and repeat and you get stuck in that frame. But if you focus your time and attention on the higher vibration emotions like joy, like love, like peace, and you stay focused on that, the neurons in your brain fire and wire together and that continues in that pattern repeats. So basically, neuroplasticity is reinforcing the idea what you think about, you bring about. So what's really blown my mind is that this vessel is a vessel of chemicals. It's a vessel of chemicals because we have these hormones that emit molecules that are like gauges to our feelings, right? Dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin. What feelings do those give? Happiness, love, open-mindedness, cortisol, adrenaline. What does that bring? <laughs> Don't. Just anxiety. But we have the prefrontal cortex where we can monitor this and choose what chemicals we are emitting in our body. So we are a vessel of what? 
chemicals, but really we're a field of pure potential. So, speaking of pure potential, guess who I'm seeing this afternoon after the workshop? My new great Brand new to the world. God bless sweet baby James. Say that with me and mean it. God bless you, sweet baby James. This little baby is pure potential. Baby James, there, there can be anything, anybody, all good can come to him. There's, it's just open, just completely open. The second day on earth. Oh. <gasps> And also, um, with rites of passage, a lot of times things come together with the sun. So on Christmas night, at 10.15, my mother passed away. 95 years old. An amazing, amazing woman. Give you, I mean, she just really embodied how to raise a vibration. It, it was unbelievable what this woman did with her life. But here's just a, an example. So in her later years, I would call her up and say, Mom, how are you doing today? And she, she would answer the phone. She'd say, well, I can't see, I can't hear, I can't walk. But other than that, I'm doing just fine. You know, all my life I've heard people sort of say, get ready for when your mother passes away. And as I'm going through the experience of the grief, and I want to acknowledge that everybody handles grief differently, um, but I noticed that I have been programmed to some degree of how to handle grief, the should of handling grief. And I noticed that that although the grief comes in these ways that just hit me and I allow that, in between the waves, there's an open field of how do I proceed. And the programming sort of tells me, I sort of have this sense of how I'm supposed to be like this. But with good vibration, I know the seven steps, and I'm asking myself, who do I ideally want to be? Does it have to be the picture I have in my mind? Because I'm a vessel of what? So I'm, I'm working with all this to invent my own way and see if, see if it's an experiment, if there's a, a higher way of handling death than, than I've been informed of before. So, now, you get to have some fun. Ready for some fun? Okay, you know me. I came from the film business. I was a set decorator in film, so I have my props. And I need one, uh, one courageous assistant uh, to come up here. Ex oh, no, no, no. You already were my assistant. She loved it so much. There you go. What's your name? Shannon, let's give her a round of applause. Come on up, Shannon. Hi. Well, Shannon, I want to let 
you know that there is some hazard to this, so I'm going to invite you to put on the gloves. And do we have your permission to be in a hazardous circumstance? Safety first. Pure potential of love, right, God? So I'd like you to very carefully hold this. Echo, if you wouldn't mind, can you bring that table and help if you'd like? And put it right down here. And you can stand over here and very carefully put it back in And I get to hold this for right now. This is what? A vessel. This is a vessel of all of us, an open container. This is the individuality of who we are, but we're an open container where divine mind fills us. As we live our lives, we start to get problems. For instance, imagine this, two guys fixing a bathroom, they've done demolition, they're doing soldering on the pipes, and the, the wife of one of the guys walks in with the little girl in the closet. And the wife walks in and sees all of this and goes, Ew! This is awful! What do you think the little girl thinks? This is awful. So growing through life, when she sees demolition and plumbing, what does she say? Ew! Awful. Do you see how we're programmed? So as we're programmed, that opens vessel to divine mind on and off throughout the day gets passed on. Right? Make sense? Because we shrink the possibility of what's available to us. So then, if you wouldn't what happens when you elevate your thoughts and emotions. You are chemicals in your body. And when you choose to elevate your thoughts and emotions, you elevate yourself and your potential. If we were in a bigger room, you did fantastic. Let's give a round of applause. Shannon. If we were in a bigger room, this. Thank you, Shannon. This to the size of the stratosphere. It could grow as big as the entire universe, which continues to grow and expand. As are you, as are we, we continue to grow and expand, which means our possibilities for lifting up in vibration are really taller and bigger and wider. Put your hands on your heart. How's your vibration now? So this afternoon at the workshop, we're going to talk about the seven tools for raising your vibration. There are times in life every day where the vibration goes down when you have people that don't accept you, when you have a life experience that is challenging, when you have a dream you haven't fulfilled. It is hard to raise that up. And yet there are ways that can take you into the field of pure potential that I think are, um, I think 
somebody was interested in it. They said, how much is that rock? And so the young girl Tinsdale Taylor, she said, and the person said back, oh, $200? I'll take that. So the young girl ran home to her mom and said, Mom, there was a person at the museum that would pay $200 for the rock. So now mom said, now, the last get to the gem store, be sure to see the director. Show the director the rock and see what, what he says. And if he's interested in it, ask how much it is. Don't say how much. Just look at your computer and see what he says. So the young girl goes to the gem store. She goes to the director. She shows the director the rock. And the director takes a look at it. And he says, oh my God. This is one of the rarest I have been searching for this, and I'm very interested in it. How much is it? And the director said, 200000 Okay, I can pay that. So the young girl ran back to her mother and said, Oh my God, Mom, the director said he'd pay $200,000. 